from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 26th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine yesterday personally responded to an effort from lawmakers in his own party to impeach him over his public health orders related to COVID-19. Kevin Landers reports. The governor is taking a lot of criticism from within his own party and from citizens of the state for his handling of the pandemic, especially his decisions that impacted bars, restaurants, and even the mandatory mask order. Republican State Representative John Becker from Claremont County announced he's drafted 10 articles of impeachment against the governor. DeWine defended his leadership. It's, it's a free country. That's how they want to spend their time. I would just say to them, have at it. But my focus is to do what I'm sworn to do, and that is to protect the people of the state of Ohio, to get this economy moving faster. From the State House, Kevin Landers. The Ohio State University announced yesterday that so far this month, 92 students and staff have tested positive for the virus. Krista Frost has the details. Amy Fairchild, the dean of the College of Public Health, gave us two time frames to pay attention to. August 1st, August 22nd, that's when the university tested some staff members. August 14th to the 22nd, they actually tested some students. Nearly 8,000 members of the university were tested during that time. And the results, 80 students, 12 staff members tested positive for COVID-19. So that's just a little more than 1% of those students who were tested, about 1.5% of those staff members that were tested. From Ohio State's campus, Krista Frost. As a statehouse bribery scandal unfolds, leaders in the two northern Ohio counties that have nuclear power plants are concerned about legislation being repealed that provides funding for those plants. Tyler Paley has more from Toledo. In a Wednesday letter sent to Governor Mike DeWine and the Republican leaders of the Ohio House and Senate, the Ottawa and Lake County commissioners say repealing HB6 without a viable replacement would be devastating to their communities. That's what has Ottawa County Commissioner Mark Stahl concerned. Keeping that plan open, keeping those good paying jobs that obviously trickle down the economies of not only Ottawa County, but the region. They say thousands of jobs would be lost, air quality would drop, and electricity rates would skyrocket. Tyler Paley reporting. Ohio's Democratic senator says the Republican National Convention and the president's call to boycott Ohio-based Goodyear Tire and Rubber both show that the GOP is out of touch with what American families need. Tracy Townsend reports. Senator Sherrod Brown says President Trump's remarks will have a negative impact on Goodyear's sales, stock price, and possibly jobs. Senator also says what he heard during the first night of the RNC doesn't bode well for Ohio families. No discussion of the 680,000 unemployed workers in Ohio, the tens of millions around the country, about helping them with unemployment, about helping schools that are trying to open safely. They need help. Republicans, as you might expect, have a much different view and say their policies enhance the U.S. economy and national security. I'm Tracy Townsend. The Ohio Democratic Party has filed a lawsuit against Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Pete Scalia has the details. They want more ballot drop boxes ahead of the November election. The lawsuit comes two weeks after LaRose issued a directive that would limit drop boxes to just one per county. In a statement, LaRose's office says in part, Secretary LaRose has been and continues to be supportive of legislation that permits additional options for voters to return their absentee ballots. As an executive office holder, he must follow the law as the legislature writes it. I'm Pete Scalia. To the east of Columbus, the state has inspected Newark Care and Rehab after a COVID-19 outbreak there. Angela Ann reports. Surveyors determined the facility, quote, failed to perform adequate contact tracing to properly identify 
quarantine and appropriately test all residents with known exposure to a staff member who tested positive for COVID-19. The facility did send us a statement saying, in part, quote, the facility vehemently disagrees with the latest report and is in the process of appealing the findings. 75 residents and 49 staff members have now tested positive for COVID-19 there. 28 residents have died. I'm Angela Ann. States along the Gulf of Mexico are bracing for Hurricane Laura, which now has sustained winds of 110 miles per hour. Yolanda Harris says Ohioans are ready to help. Right now, about 20 Ohio-based Red Cross volunteers are on their way to Louisiana, Texas, Alabama, and Mississippi. They're part of a disaster response team, and they'll help make sure people have a safe place to stay before and after the storm hits. Other volunteers will help virtually from here in Ohio. I'm Yolanda Harris. And there's a push to get National Guard members to serve as poll workers on Election Day. Tracy Townsend explains. Representative Thomas West says this would ensure Ohioans could choose to vote in person on November 3rd. 35,000 poll workers are required in order to operate the state's 4,000 polling locations. Right now, there's a really big push to get younger poll workers to come in and fill that role. Normally, poll workers are older volunteers, but that's not going to be optimal this year because older people, as we've are also more vulnerable to COVID-19. I'm Tracy Townsend. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network. 